Welcome to the Freedom Slay podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, entrepreneurs, and other passionate peeps come to fast track their success. If you're trying to make boss moves, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals, to create a life of time and financial freedom, all while doing the things that you love. So basically, it's like a mashup of Beyonce's songs, Mood Forever, Bigger, and I was here meeting Bon Jovi's It's My Life and Frank Sinatra's My Way, just in podcast form, because you'll be living life on your terms, making an impact, and bank, honey. I'm Gainette Jones, your host and freedom slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Hey, hey, welcome or welcome back to the Freedom Slay podcast and welcome to the 100th episode of the Freedom Slay podcast. More importantly, super exciting stuff. We have reached 100 recordings here. This is an episode or a type of episode we haven't had in a really long time, probably in about a year. And that is a solo episode. I just wanted to come in and help wrap up the year and just chat with you for a bit about what it is that I'm currently doing and how I'm prepping for the new year in an attempt to assist you to prep for the new year as well. Now, if you're not new to this and you're true to this, you've been listening for a while. So you know about Best Period, which is my menstrual care brand that I launched back in January. And that is what I have been focused on for the entire year, really. That has been my focus. I let go of the e-courses I created and the webinars I used to do and all the other things for the other pieces of my businesses and have been solely focused on Best Period. And It's been a really rewarding experience. It's been an experience that has helped me to grow as an entrepreneur and learn just so many things in such a short period of time. Many people think that after you launch what it is that you have, that that is the end of that piece, right? And I think that's a big problem many entrepreneurs have, where they're like, okay, I'm creating this thing for the week or the month it's out. I'm going to tell everybody and do all I can and then just, you know, let it go and sell on its own. And while that is one way to do it, it's not a very sustainable way because momentum dies when you do it like that. You want to keep people talking about what it is you have. And not just talking about it, but using what it is that you have, whether that's a product or a service. And people that use what it is that you have and enjoy what you have tend to tell everyone else, but you want to keep that cycle going. So just sharing at the launch of something is not my thing. That's just not for me. I've been saying since the beginning that this is the genesis of a mega brand, okay? And a brand requires more than individual pieces. It requires you to create awareness around what it is that you're doing. And that comes over time. So over the year, I've been creating an omni-channel brand, which means that I'm selling in multiple different mediums. So not mediums, but different platforms. So I am selling, of course, on our website at bestperiod.com. We also have retailers selling our products in the US and Bermuda. We also have it on amazon.com, the best period cops. So we We are on different pieces and each of those pieces, I still want to grow all of them, which leads me to what we're talking about today, which is prepping and planning for 2022, because 2022 is going to be absolutely insanely amazing. I say amazing, amazing for best period. And I'm not saying that in a way like a manifestation type of way, though, you know, I'm all about that life. I'm saying it because we've put things in place this year and we've been doing things this year with the business 
that is allowing us to create a massive growth next year. So things we've set up this year, basically just planting the seed for what's to come next year, things that are in the works. And of course, a lot of these things I am not able to talk about at the moment. You know, we're ramping up our retail a lot. We're heading into some really big retailers, which I'm excited about. And I'll definitely tell you more about that as we get closer along that journey. But listen, this stuff takes time. From the second you begin speaking with the buyers and start moving along and doing what you have to do and linking systems, and it's just, it takes a lot. In addition to, of course, ordering more product to ensure you can fulfill the needs. It's a whole lot that goes into it. So sometimes people rolling out into these bigger stores it's a year long, year and a half long process just to get on their shelves from the second they express interest. So we're excited about doing that, but we have some big launches coming in 2022 for sure. So working also on some new products for best period and just really creating solid backups for processes and suppliers along with their party contractors that I work with. And this is where I think that you're going to get some value out of this, this part here, because this is something that my operations manager and I was talking about at the beginning of this year. And while we did, you know, have some ideas of who we'd work with in the event that, you know, either the manufacturer shut down or they weren't able to fulfill our orders, or maybe if my designer wasn't able to do something, this is who we'd work with. We hadn't put in a solid plan and like reached out to them and said, okay, this is how we work. This is what we're doing. We want to be able to basically flip a switch to ensure that we can work with you in the event we have to switch, whether that's because we're expanding or because something has happened with who we're currently working with. And I want you to think about that going into the new year as well. Do you have a backup? Because if 2020 and 2021 has taught us anything, it's that things change and we have to be able to pivot at the drop of a dime in order to not just survive, but we want to thrive, right? So what is it that you've done to ensure that you are ready, not necessarily for a pandemic, but for anything that may come your way? Maybe, you know, like I mentioned, designer or your website host, let's say you use Shopify. And this is just a random example. Shopify is like the biggest e-commerce you know, host for websites. But let's say something were to happen to Shopify. Do you know who your backup site would be? Do you have an account with them already? Like thinking about ways that you can ensure your business is running seamlessly or as seamlessly as possible in the event of unforeseen circumstances. And this isn't done to scare you, but more so to ensure that you are prepared and you feel more confident moving forward because you have things in place in the event that something were to happen. So that's definitely something we're focusing on at the end of this year, ensuring that we have those systems and processes in place. We're also reviewing all of the contracts we have in place with the manufacturer, with everyone, with my tax advisor. We're looking over those contracts with a fine tooth comb and adjusting what needs to be adjusted. We're extending things. If we are now bigger suppliers or bigger customers than we were, you know, earlier this year, then we're going to want a bit more perks, right? You can then begin using that leverage. So thinking about what contracts can you begin to change? And that may just look like adjusting the payment terms with your manufacturer or your suppliers, right? So if you have a physical product, but 
I say all the time, you guys, if you're listening to this and this particular part don't apply to your business, maybe you don't have a physical product business, maybe you're a hairstylist, you have a service-based business, or maybe you're a singer, whatever it is, figuring out how this could relate to what it is that you could do, right? How this can be applied to what it is that you're doing. So don't say, I can't do this or this won't work for me, figuring out how it's going to work for you. So in the event, like when I was mentioning payment terms, I may be thinking about, let's say my manufacturer, we're currently on, let's say 30 day payment terms, which means that once they provide me what it is that they're creating, I have 30 days to pay them. And what that does is just create additional cash flow for your business, right? You have more money, more time to generate money from what it is that you have before you have to pay that invoice. You want your business to have cash flow. That's super important for all businesses. But now if you're a bigger customer, you may say, hey, you may push for 60 day or 90 day terms to grow that piece even more, right? And you're both benefiting, both you and the supplier, because they're getting more money from you as your business grows and you're getting flex more flexible terms. And again, like I said, this doesn't have to just relate to this. Maybe if you're a singer and you go to a studio, maybe if you're using that studio more frequently and you have been using them more frequently this year, going into the next year, you now got a stronger relationship with that person. And maybe you can either get better rates or maybe adjust your time. So it's things that you can do that assist you. You know, I have, I don't know why I use singing as an example, because I know very little about it, about it, but maybe there are different tools that are in equipment that's in the room. Maybe you can request additional equipment, right? Because you're now, you're basically rubbing each other's back. You're assisting them, they're assisting you. So figuring out ways that you can adjust your contracts. So these are the things I like to look at towards the end of the year. Things like the contract, things like figuring out backup plans, and of course, figuring out the goals for the following year. And that's what we're going to spend the majority of our time on this episode today talking about. We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. So I always plan my goals for the year, the month before, or sometimes even as early as the end of November is when I start to plan for the next year. And I say all the time, you don't have to, you know, wait to the new year to create a goal or to begin working on something. That's ridiculous, right? I plan and create things all throughout the year. But the really big things that set the tone for the year, the visions for the year, I begin to do them at the end of the previous year. So at this moment, which is right now, the very beginning of December when I'm recording this, I really look at what it is that we've done so far, like what's setting up some things going into the new year. Like I mentioned earlier, there's some retailers we've been talking to, some really huge retailers that we are going to be working with in the new year. So I know for certain those are going to be listed as goals. And in addition to creating these goals, you have to write, I like to write down things. 
I think that's the best way to do it. But you have to create the small steps that are going to lead up to those things happening, right? And I'm going to bring this around to the hairdressing example. If you currently have 100 clients and you're trying to increase that load to 200 clients next year, let's say we're looking at you know the year and quarters, you have four quarters, so you want to get 25 new clients a quarter. Again, this is just an example, just so you can understand what I'm saying. That's great. That's the goal, but that's not where it ends, right? I think we need to take it a step further from there and figure out, okay, well, how am I getting those 25 clients each and every quarter? What am I doing on a monthly basis? What am I doing on a weekly basis? What am I going to be doing on a daily basis that's going to help generate the new revenue through new clients? You may realize that every time you have a customer who's super excited about what it is that they have and they tell you they have a sister or whatever, and I'm acting as if I'm a hairstylist, right? And they, you know, while they're in your chair, they're telling you they have a sister or they have someone else who, you know, is thinking about cutting their hair this certain way or coloring their hair. And you realize when you offer your services at that time, it's always a way that you can increase your clientele, then ensuring that you're training yourself and any staff that you have to constantly be saying to them proactively, hey, and if you have any friends, you know, if you refer any friends, you'll get $10 off your next cut or whatever it is, but being proactive in that approach because you already know that word of mouth gets you clients, right? That may be one way. You may be realizing that as you post more frequently on social, more people know about you and more people are calling and asking questions. So then maybe you want to post daily. What is it that you're doing each and every day, each and every week that's going to help drive those 25 new customers a quarter? And again, this is just an example, but I want to get into the nitty gritty of how I actually go about doing this because I mean, talking about it is great, but I want to tell you how I do it. I write things down. We've talked about this before when, well, when the first podcast first started coming out and I started doing a lot of solo episodes Honestly, to tell you the truth, the reason I do a lot of the interview episodes is twofold. One, they're a lot easier because I don't have to sit down and record things myself. It's just, you know, a free flow conversation. It's easier for me. And two, I love talking to other entrepreneurs. I love talking to other you know, just passionate peeps that are generating income on what they love. Cause I find I grow and learn. And if I'm learning things, that means you're learning things. So hopefully you're enjoying those episodes too, but I may be doing more solo episodes in the new year. So let me know, hit me up on Instagram. If you do prefer the solo episodes, or if you want more solo episodes, I can definitely start doing more of those, but I love the interview episodes. But anyway, back to the point, I want to tell you how I go about doing this. I told you, I love writing things down. I've talked about that when we were recording back in 2019, I write down my things. I've been using this journal, this planner, I should say, it's not really a journal. I've been using it. I'm looking at it right now in case you hear me turning pages, but I've been using it for the last couple of years. I don't even remember how long now, maybe since 2017 or 18. Anyway, it's called the law of attraction planner. It says a 12 month journey to creating your dream life. Like I'm looking at the brand new one I had just ordered and it came. So I prefer the dated ones. I know some people don't like the dated ones because they feel like they're behind, you know, that's fine. Do what works for you. I like the dated ones. So I have a 2022 planner and I like the big ones. I'm not a fan of the handheld ones. I like the ones that are almost the size of a regular, I think they're called B5, they're almost the size of the regular eight and a half by 11 pages. But the reason I love this particular planner is because not only does it let you look at things on a monthly glance, so it's like at the beginning of each month, you have your regular calendar where you can just write in the really big things that you're doing those days, but then you can do it on a weekly basis and under each week, like I'm looking at, I just randomly opened it. We're looking at Sunday, January 2nd. 
And on Sunday, January 2nd, there's the days of the whole week. Next to Sunday is obviously Monday, Tuesday, right through to Saturday. So that's there. And underneath Sunday, it says, what's today's goal? And then it's like a little gift. So what are you going to give yourself if you achieve that goal for the day? And it could be something small, right? Maybe you paint your nails. Maybe you eat a donut, like whatever it is. And then what are your top three priorities for the day? And then it has like the time from 5 a.m. until 10 p.m. Listen, I write the things here, but I don't stick to them to a T. So I may put like a block and say between, you know, 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. I'm going to be working on this particular thing. And maybe I start working at it on 6 or maybe I start 730, like whatever. But it gives you the ability to break your day down batter, which I really, really love. So I love using this. And on the bottom, it's water, like little cups, and you can circle how many glasses of water you had for the day. Then there's like on the side, it's your weekly priorities, like things you want to definitely do, errands you need to run. Um, it's a to-do list section. There's a positive habit maker on the same page. It sounds like a whole lot, but it's really well organized. And the positive habit maker, it says like, gratitude and love. Like, have you practiced gratitude today? Have you meditated? Have you exercised? And then it's blank spaces where you can add other positive habits you want to create, you want to, you know, do there. So I really love this. I'm not an affiliate for it. Actually, I do have an affiliate link through Amazon. So I'll put that below in the show notes. If you want to see exactly what I'm talking about, you can click on that link. But like, I don't have anything on the website where you can put in like Ginette and get some money off. But I do have an affiliate link because your girl is always about the multiple sources of income. But anyway, I really do love this planner because it helps you keep track of your daily happenings that's going to help you get to those goals. And in addition to using the planner, I, of course, put like really big events or appointments into my Google Calendar because that just, you know, the alert alarm that comes on, you know, 10 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour before it happens is always helpful. So I tend to use that for, like I said, meetings, appointments, podcasts recordings and things like that, just to keep me on track throughout the day. But there's something else that I began using that I actually got from an accelerator program that I was in this year, earlier this year, which is the 1863 Ventures, an amazing program that I was allowed to join. And they provided something which was called a status report. And it's a super simple table. I'm going to do my best to try to explain how it works. Um, it's basically, I mean, I say table, like columns and rows on a Word document, right? Like super simple layout. And I love it because what it does is keep me focused with on the quarterly goals and the weekly goals that are completed. So while the planner helps me do the daily tasks, looking at this is basically like a bird's eye view on getting to your quarterly goals by the week. So I'm going to explain it in the best way possible how it is. So my one has six columns and five rows. Your rows will remain the same. The amount of columns you have could vary, and I'll explain why in a second. So the things on the left-hand side for your rows are your quarterly goals. That's the first row. Your second row is weekly goals completed. Your third row is current challenges. Your fourth row would be support needed. And your fifth row is next week priorities. Let me explain one of these things I had. So this one was for Q3 2021 that I'm looking at now. And one of the quarterly goals I had for Q3 2021 was to get our cups on Amazon. We were beyond a year long at this point from the time we first applied to 
provide all the due diligence and docs. Luckily, I started providing documents long before we put our product out because it would have been a nightmare. But anyway, it took a really long time to get onto Amazon. So the quarterly goal, one of the quarterly goals, like I said, I have six columns. So I had six goals for the Q3. But one of them were to get on our cops on Amazon. So the weekly goals completed, which is the second row, I put send Amazon requested docs. That's an important step, right? They've asked me for more documents. I have to send them so we could get closer to that goal of getting our cups on Amazon. For the current challenges, I just put Amazon approval. That was the difficult challenge that I was dealing with. Um, support needed. I had to set up an EIN, which is basically a business number for US. So I had to set that up. Trying to figure that out was a bit difficult. So I had to get support for that. Um, and I also wanted to speak to someone who well worked with products that are on Amazon. So someone I knew who was selling on Amazon, I wanted to speak to them. So those things I had under support needed. And for the next week priorities row, I simply put follow up with Amazon case log. So if they never got back to me after I sent those documents they requested, I would follow back up with them. So it just helped me keep track of the things. And again, you put all of your quarterly goals there. So the first row would change on a quarterly basis. The weekly goals changed by the week, as well as the challenges and support and next week priorities. Those rows changed frequently because as things got done and moved, it helped me move along. So I found that super helpful. And if this is confusing, don't be confused. Literally get a piece of paper and create six columns. Again, you may not have as many as me, but whatever, how many goals you have and definitely five rows. And then, like I said, first row quarters, quarterly goals. Second is the weekly goals, current challenges, support needed. And next week, of course, you're going to want to put this in a word document so you can easily change it. Cause if it's written down, this one would be something difficult to constantly change because again, you're constantly going in and tweaking things. But I found that super helpful to keep me on track. Cause like I said, the planner keeps you on track by the day, week and month. But at the same time, having something like this is really focused on ensuring you are lining up with your weekly goals, with your quarterly goals, which obviously help you get to those annual goals that you have planned. So hopefully you found this helpful and you can get a little bit of insight on how I planned my year as a psychotic Virgo who wants to ensure that she has all her things planned out. Of course, now I know that things don't always go according to plan, but I do know that when you do have a plan, it makes things easier when things get off track because you can easily find your way back on track, right? So hopefully you found this helpful. I cannot believe we are on episode 100 already amazing. I can't even say I didn't think we were going to get here because I knew we would. Um, I did take a break when I moved to Canada. So yeah, we haven't spoken in a while. I'm back in Canada, living in Canada again. <laughs> and I took a break from uploading. I had plenty podcasts my editor had done. Shout out to Emmy. He's been making sure the podcasts are edited and sound amazing all year. So shout out to him. But he had so many of them already done and edited for me. But just the thought of me stopping and uploading them and putting the show notes and all of that, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to take a break from the podcast for now as I focus on moving and ensuring that best period continues to move. So super excited for the new year. Cannot wait to share more as I can when the time comes, but make sure you're following over on best period on Instagram. That's best dot period with a T B E S T dot P E R I O D T on Instagram. And our website of course is bestperiod.com. but we have so many exciting things happening. Uh, we get so many daily 
DMs telling us how the product is changing their lives. So that makes me so happy and makes it helpful to move forward with things when they get difficult. When you know that there are people that are benefiting from what it is that you're creating, it just makes the challenges that pop up along the way a lot easier. So I'm wishing you all the best. Happy holidays, no matter what it is you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate, I hope you have a great end of year anyway. And just wishing you all the best going into the new year. Make sure you're following over on Gainete at on Instagram and take this episode, screenshot this and take me over on Instagram so I know that you've listened through to the end and you enjoyed it. Now, before I press end on this recording, there's one last thing I want to remind you of, and that is not to beat yourself up over things that one, you can't control or two, didn't go exactly as planned. We have these goals and sometimes it can be a little difficult when they don't go exactly how we want it or as fast as we want, but it's more important, I think, to focus on how far we've come than on where we still have to go. And if you find yourself in a spot where you are feeling like down on yourself or you're feeling like, you know, you have so much to do or you aren't motivated to do things, what I found helpful, I talk about my playlists all the time. So definitely the playlists. I have a Boss Moves playlist, which are songs that I've curated that make me feel invincible that I can do anything. And then I have a success playlist. And those are songs that are just really inspirational, like Beyonce's I Was Here and and bigger and Charlie Wilson's I'm Blast and like Journeys Don't Stop Believing. Like I have so many (laughs) different songs in that one. I even have some Hercules songs like the Go the Distance. So many songs on that one. Whitney Houston's Greatest Love of All. Like songs that just inspire you to keep moving forward. But beyond that, looking at other people's stories, right? What you'll find as you read stories of people you admire is that they had moments where they likely felt just like you feel. And when you allow yourself to enter their world, you realize that where you are isn't a mistake. It's exactly the point that allows you to get to that place where you're trying to get, right? So as an example, I've had Jamie Schmidt on this podcast before, and people may listen to her talk about exiting her business, Schmidt's um, deodorant. She has the Schmidt's Naturals, right? But her deodorant, everybody knows that she exited the company, meaning someone Unilever purchased her company for more than $100 million. And they see that piece of the story, but they don't realize that the company was not always a $100 million company. Her husband shared a tweet and it said, year one, 150K in revenue, year two, $500,000 in revenue, year three, $1.5 million in revenue, year four, $6 million, year five, $25 million. Then of course they went on and they had a $100 million exit. But the point, $100 million plus, I should say exit, because no one knows exactly what it was. We just knew it was more than $100 million. But the point is, there is so much growth in such a short period of time, from $150,000 to $500,000. Then from 500,000 to 1.5 million, then from 1.5 million to 6 million. These are huge leaps. So this is money, but it doesn't have to be a money thing. Maybe you're looking to grow the amount of time you sleep and currently you're sleeping four hours a night. Maybe next year you increase it to six hours, just as an example. But the point is that it's not an overnight thing, right? So always look at other people's stories to help motivate you. And also change, if music's something that changes your mood, make sure you change what it is that you're listening to, what it is that you're looking at on a daily basis on social to help lift you up so that you aren't too down on yourself. 
Okay, I'm done for real this time. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, take me over on Instagram and leave a review. How about that? Can you leave a review for this podcast? If you're listening on your Apple device, it literally takes under a minute to scroll down at the end of the podcast and hit the stars. And if you have the time to write something, that may take a minute an additional minute, but it will really help with others finding the podcast. And it also helps with getting amazing guests. We've had some really great guests over this year and it's because they see people leaving reviews. They obviously see the rankings for it and things like that. So it all matters. This is actually another lesson. Ask for the things that you want. My mama always says a closed mouth doesn't get fed. (laughs) Adios. Okay, okay, I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you.